Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. It's always God's will to heal. Look at your neighbor and tell them, it's always God's will to heal you. No matter what's going on. You remember I said some things last last week that I know were a little challenging to, to us all and to me because we talked about a mind reset or a mind renewal to start thinking differently about sickness and disease but also to think differently about health and healing. And I'm going to ask a question and I don't want you to answer it but I want you to think, think about it. Exactly what I say. Listen. And I want you to think about what you're doing. And it's a simple question, but the question is, do you believe in sickness? Do you believe in sickness? What do you mean by that, Pastor? Do you believe in sickness? Most folks are dealing with some sort of sickness and disease. When I talk about mind reset, And I mentioned it a little bit. And I said this. Just because you and I may be experiencing something does not mean that's the will of God for our lives. We said last time, and I kind of want to reiterate just a few things before I get into this, that all of us have observed and seen Most of us, in one time or another, may have been dealing with attacks of the enemy, where sickness attacked, and whether, whether, you know, we may have things in our body right now that we're believing God against. But one of the things that, that I found out and that God is stirring me up about in my own life and how I believe and how I talk And how I think is that I always should resist any attack from the devil. And sickness is something that we always should resist. But the fact is, a lot of people, a lot of Christians who love God have in some way or another, we we sort of have allowed sickness and disease to be a part of our life instead of fighting it. We said we're in a war. You remember we talked about that? There's a warfare going on. And a lot of times we talk about a faith fight, but that warfare, a lot of it, is the enemy attacking us with his stuff. And God, Jesus didn't come to to, uh, uh, put sickness on us to teach us anything. He came to deliver us from the devil. The scripture said, submit yourself unto God, resist the devil, and that means all his stuff, and every sickness, every disease is from the devil. It's not from God. Look at your neighbor and say, sickness does not come from God. Never has, never will. I got to fight it with everything that's in me. That means I can't 
just set my life up to, to just receive it. You remember I said a few weeks ago, and God started dealing with me about, it is so easy to receive sickness and then just make it a part of our lives instead of fighting it. I said I was going to say some things that are challenging to us because as believers we say, well, no, I don't want to be sick. Well, what are we doing? What do you mean, what am I doing? Are you fighting the good fight of faith with God's word? Are you doing things, activating your faith by activating God's word in your life? Or are we making it easier for us to live with what it is that we're living with? Pastor, you, you, you're acting like I'm responsible for what I have. No, I didn't say you were responsible for especially any sickness and disease. No one, I believe, wants sickness and disease. But I've come to the point to where I understand that I must believe, fight against any pain, any hurt, any diagnosis, anything that's unlike health, healing, that is the will of God. For me, I got to know God's will for my life. And Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. The fact is, it's always God's will to be healed. It's always God's will for us to be healed. Look at his neighbor and say, it's always God's will for you and I to walk in health and healing. So I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. That means first I got to be submitted unto God, but I got to resist the devil. I got to resist him like it's my last fight. Because you know what? It could be. Amen. It could. Amen. Hey, hey, uh, we, we, we got to resist anything that's, that's, that, that, it's foreign to what the Word of God says is ours. And I want to get into this, and, and, and you know, our time kind of, kind of is going quickly, but I want to share some things with you that I hope does challenge us. It does me. We said in highlighting this particular message, this part of it, God's Word declares that healing is in God's redemption. That assures us that he is God's will for us. You know, God has redemptive names, compound names. Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Jehovah Shalom, our peace. Those are compound names. They're covenant God names that show us what God wants us to walk to. I just gave you a couple of them. But those are covenant relationship names that we need to know that that's God and that's who he is and that's who he wants us to be. God's word 
declares, and when we accept Christ as our personal Savior, we become and, and hopefully walk in a covenant relationship with Christ, a covenant relationship with God. That means everything good that he has, he gave it to us, and everything bad that we had or did, we turned it over to him. And that's a good covenant for us, isn't it? But what does the word say? If I need mind reset or mind renewal about how to resist the devil, I need to have a foundation of the truth of knowing what God's word says I can have and what I can do. So, in 1 Corinthians 12, 1, 1 Corinthians 12, 1, it says this, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, talk to his children, his sons and daughters of God, I would not have you ignorant. How many know God doesn't want us ignorant of his, his, his blessings? If God gave you something but you didn't know it was yours, you couldn't use it, could you? If I gave you something and, and uh, had it for you and it was yours, if you didn't know it was yours to use, you wouldn't use it. A lot of Christians are that way in the things of God, especially about health, healing, wholeness, and wellness, walking in it fully. There are different ways. We said this, uh, did a teaching back some months ago, may have been a year ago, on God has different ways that he heals, and he does. But I want to know all the ways that I can have. How many know if you get healed, it doesn't matter how you get healed, it's just good to be healed. If you're hurting, once the pain is gone, you're happy, right? So if there's any way we can receive healing, that's a good thing. And God wants us to have that. He said in 1 Corinthians 12, just down from what, that verse 1, verse 7, he said this, But the manifestations of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, by the same Spirit, to another faith, by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing, gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. So we see here that God wants us to know these gifts or these manifestations that, that they're, they're available unto us. And God wants us to know that different individuals, different ministry gifts have been given different uh, anointings to minister to people. But we see here that these particular gifts or manifestations usually are spectacular, and that's great. But this is not the only way God heals. As a matter of fact, we need to know something very important about that because everybody wants somebody to lay hands on them and zap them, don't they? And for you to get it right there. We all want to, how many want to be zapped by the Holy Ghost and, 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 and it'd, be, it'd be gone right there? That's a good thing, right? Amen. I want to be zapped sometime too. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I mean, no, it doesn't work that way all the time. 
And man does it. God does things differently. What, what about these, these manifestations? How do they work? Well, in the next verse, he tells us, verse 11. And it's important for us to understand. We're laying a little foundation here, too. He said, but all these, all these manifestations, all these gifts, worketh the one and self-same spirit. They all come through by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, dividing to every man severally. So everyone that God ordains to have, have operating these particular gifts severally. But notice that last part of the verse. As he wills. These manifestations, and thank God for the, the immediate power of God as a minister or, some, uh, or someone that's anointed to lay hands on you in recovery it can happen immediately. Sometimes it happens over a period of time. But these manifestations come as he, the Holy Spirit, wills. In other words, we do not always know when God will move spectacularly, when we'll get zapped. They are gifts of the Spirit. And as he desires them to take place, that's when they occur. Well, Pastor, you just said in your title, it's always God's will to heal. It is. But manifestations of the Spirit getting zapped is not the only way God heals. It's a good way, but it's not the only way. But I remember when Brother Hagin told us this in, in Bible school, it kind of opened up my eyes to the importance of the Bible and reading the Word. What do you mean? I can remember sitting in, in the classroom and him saying, the best way, however, for any believer to receive their healing is through their own faith by receiving the word of God. We do know that God's word always heals. You hear me using the term always? That is inclusive of always all the time, every time. It's always God's will for us to be healed. It's always in the empowerment of God's word for us to receive health, healing, and holy, wholeness through the word of God. It will happen every time that the word of God is preached. Well, Pastor, I hadn't always got it. And a lot of folks blame God and say, well, God must have wanted, and go back to what we said earlier, God must have wanted me to, to, to show me something through this sickness. Lie. Wrong thinking. Nowhere in the word of God. Nowhere in the word of God. Even back in the old covenant, when folks did wrong and the punishment was there, it was because of wrongdoing. That wasn't the will of God for them to be punished. It wasn't the will of God for them to go against him. But the results were even back then. We don't live in the old covenant anymore. How many know we've been redeemed from the curse of the law? The punishment is not ours anymore. We live in grace 
and mercy. Look at his name. Say, thank God for his grace. It's not based on what I do or what I don't do. It's his grace. That means it's based on what he did for us. Health and healing is based on the power of God, the word of God. And it's always available unto us. So don't you let any preacher, any, any, any what you thought somebody said or what you read and it looked like it said that God wanted somebody sick. God has never wanted anyone sick. Never. It's always his will for us to walk in health healing. And you know what? That's the reason we got to fight to get it. The enemy wants to convince us that it's not God's will for you and I to walk in health and healing. But he's a liar. I said the enemy's a liar. The word of God works every time, y'all. The word always works. Look at the neighbor says, my Bible is the word, and it always works. We need to keep in mind that when the gifts of the Spirit are not in manifestation, people can still be healed through faith in God's Word. You can be healed through faith in God's Word every time, no matter what, you, no matter what attack the enemy has on you. We can always teach people the Word that's the reason it's so important for us to teach and preach God's word so that people can have access to the truth. The Bible says the truth will set or make you free. Romans 10, 17. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the truth. Faith comes where the will of God is known. So the more of God's will that you know, the greater levels of faith you're going to be able to operate in. The Bible said, you know, we talked about it before. We've all, every believer has been given, once you receive Christ as your personal Savior, you've been given the same measure of faith. But the more of the will of God that you know, the more you're going to exercise that faith. And you can grow it. And you're able to walk at a higher level, a higher degree. So you're able to receive more of what God wanted you to have the whole time. But you know what that also indicates is? The less you get in the Word, the less you study the Word, the less you hear the Word and practice it, the less ability you have to exercise that faith or to grow it. Pastor, you sound like you're putting a lot of responsibility on me. Well, God did. He, we, we see, we see uh, Matthew 8, 17, and easy to read, says it like this. So Jesus made clear the full meaning of what Isaiah the prophet said. He took away our diseases and carried our sicknesses. Jesus dealt with them. Therefore, we don't have to. But if I don't know how to receive what God has given me, then I won't be able to walk in the light of that. I won't be able to receive and, and, and walk in high degrees of faith, high levels of, of health and healing. We talk about and we celebrate communion in just a few minutes as we partake of these elements. But if I don't know, uh, understand what God said in his word, I won't be able to 
grab hold or to take my healing. Take your healing, you take it by faith. You mean you take it away from God, something he don't want you to have? No, God wants us to have it. He gave it to us. Faith only takes what God has already given. You need to write that down. Faith only takes, faith can only take what God's already given you. You're not forcing God's hand for your health and healing. You're taking what he wanted you to have the whole time. We got to understand that. There's some mind renewal there that we hadn't totally walked in. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 says this, and it's the NIV. Surely he took up our pain and bore our soft suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. Notice verse 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we were healed. He paid the price. He took it for us. We see in 1 Peter in the New, New Testament, 1 Peter 2.24. I know you're familiar with it. It says, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, the cross, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye, you and I, you and I were healed. If I was healed 2,000 years ago, I'm healed now. Well, Pastor, I'm dealing with pain in my body. I'm dealing with, I've been diagnosed with this. I've been diagnosed with that. And that, I understand, that is a fact, if that's the case. But that is not the will of God for your life. How do you know? Because he said, by his stripes, we were healed 2,000 years ago. So healing is ours. Well, Pastor, where am I missing it? We are missing it somewhere. Most of all, in our understanding. And then our believing and receiving and taking what God has given us. And part of what we got to take is understanding that we got to fight it. We got to, if, if you're under attack by a sickness, fight it with everything that's in you. Don't get comfortable with sickness. Don't get comfortable with disease. Don't think, and I said this last week, don't think because you get a certain age, then certain sicknesses uh, must automatically come on you. They don't have to. Jesus paid for those. He bore them. We just read it. How many of you believe the Bible's true? I know it's true, but I got to act on it, and I got to receive it for myself. And when the enemy tries to steal something that's mine, like my health and healing, I'm going to fight it. We got to get to the point, y'all, where we hate sickness and disease. You got to hate it. If you got a pain, the Bible says, and we'll get to this a little bit later, you got to speak to that pain. What? Speak to the pain. Say you got a pain, whether it's uh, or a disease process, you got to leave. You can't stay on me. I'm God's property. I'm covenant. 
Abraham's seed. I'm an heir according to the promises. Galatians 3.13, Galatians 3.13, James, you, you can show that. Galatians 3.13 says, we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. That means we've been redeemed from the punishment of it. If I'm redeemed from the curse, why? Because Jesus took it for me. On the cross, he did. Galatians 3, verse 13. We says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. How? He was made a curse for us. Whoo! That's shouting ground. You know, I almost want to take off then. He was made the curse for us. So, for it is written, curses everyone hanging on a tree. He hung on a tree so you and I don't have to. He paid the price. Cancer, AIDS, COVID, whatever it is, you and I have been redeemed from it. Mental deficiencies. Sugar diabetes. Whatever it is, it's a curse and you've been redeemed from it. Speak to it. You got to get out. You got to get off me. Jesus, Jesus redeemed me from the curse. We, we got to start thinking like that. You know? it, it's a mind transformation. We got to reset our mind. We, if somebody tried to break in your house, and if you have children to hurt your child, hmm, somebody came in and tried to hurt Pastor Ellen, they ain't going to make it out of my house. Not without some pain or if they make it out alive at all. Why? Because I'm going to fight it with everything I got. If I had some weapons, and I'm not telling you what I got, I'm going to blow them away, Brother Ken. They're not going to hurt my wife. And, and a thief, the devil, will come into your house and try to rob from you. Your health, your healing, blow them away with the word of God. You blow them away with 1 Peter. You blow them away with Isaiah 53. Himself bore our sicknesses and disease. By his stripes we were healed. If I was healed, I am healed. Speak to your body. Call it well. Healing is ours, y'all. We just got to take hold of it and receive it and resist anything that's unlike it. Man. Y'all, I, I know we gave some announcements, but the time is gone. <laughs> oh, I gotta find a hooking spot. Uh, I thought, you said I wasn't gonna finish this today. <laughs> she said, you got too many scriptures, you ain't gonna finish it today. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> but I'm gonna find an unhooking spot. This, this will be a good one to unhook. I'm just gonna stop. But 2 Timothy 4, 2. 2 Timothy 4, 2 and 3 says this. That's the reason it's so important. Because this is what, what uh, 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 Paul told Timothy. Preach the word. Preach the word. Be instant in season. Out of season. He said there's the things you need to do. Reprove, rebuke. We got to rebuke the devil. He's a liar. He's a thief. He'll steal from you if you let him. He'll steal our health if we let him. He said, we got we to preach the word, 
reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. I got to get to the second part of this. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. You know, the sad part is the church world today doesn't seem like they want to endure sound doctrine. If we don't want to come to church, if we don't want to hear the truth, uh, what, what it, it says, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. What does that mean? We look at in the ERV. It explains it even better. I'll go back to verse 2. And notice what it says. And we're going to end right, wait, we're going to end, we're going to stop right here for today. Tell everyone God's message. As believers, as, as preachers, yes, but as believers. Be ready at all times to do whatever is needed. Will you do whatever is needed? Sometimes, you know, I learned in Bible school, in, 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 healing, in healing school, that, that I need to call my body healed. Call my body healed. I remember Brother Keith Moore used to, used to say, because he was over healing school for a while, he said, you may, may want to say it, say it a hundred times or a, th a thousand times a day. Read, read a chapter a day and, and just say it. I call my body healed. I call my body healed. What was he saying? You, you're changing God's mind? No, God's always wanted. You're calling your body healed. You're speaking, you're convincing yourself. You're speaking to your own body. You're saying body line up with the word. You're not doing that for the benefit of God. You're doing that for your own benefit to get you convinced. I am healed. I am whole. I'm calling my body healed. I'm calling my pancreas healed. I'm calling my colon healed. I'm calling my blood sugar well and healed. I'm calling my blood pressure normal. I call my body healed. I call my body healed. Every, I remember him telling, every time you think about it, call your body healed. Call your, call your body well. Call your body healed. Call your body healed. Again, not for the benefit of God, but for our own benefit. Let me finish reading this because it's so good. Tell people what they need to do. That's what that's reason we got to preach the word. That's the reason I'm telling you today. We're telling you what to do. God's telling you what to do. I'm just, I'm just mimic, mimicking it back. Tell people what they need to do. Tell them when they are doing wrong. A lot of folks don't want to hear when they're doing wrong, but God told us to tell them when they're doing wrong. He says, and encourage them. And you're doing it because you encourage them. Why? Because you want them to be better. Do this with great patience. And notice this, and careful teaching. Now, what do you mean by careful teaching? Teaching in love. Teaching, I hope, I believe it come, it's coming over to you. I'm saying these things. Some of these things I'm saying are challenging to us. But it's because I love you. Because I want you to live healthy. Because I want you to live whole and well, live strong and live long. I want to do that myself. But I got, we got to teach. We can't, just can't have itching ears. Notice what this says, verse 3. The time will come, and I believe we're in that time, y'all, when people will not listen to the true teaching, but people will find more and more teachers who please them. In other words, they tell them what they want to hear. I like having a good, short, encouraging poem from time to time. Nothing wrong with poetry. I love it. But it's got, I need to have the word of God. He says, but people will find more and more teachers who please them. Tell them what they want to hear. They will find teachers who say what they want to hear. When you're in sin, I should want to hear I need to quit it. But how many of you know if you're enjoying your sin, you might just want to stay in it for a while. 
But that's not what God told us to do. We got to teach the truth. And the truth is that by his stripes we were healed. And healing is part of the children's bread. And we got to teach it. Amen. I'm just stopping. I, I'm, not, I'm not finished at all. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm about halfway done. But uh, we got to stop. We got, got communion. How many? You, you even sense a little bit change of mind, change of thinking, a reset. I'm not going to yield to sickness anymore. I'm not just going to accept because the pain comes immediately. I'm going to jump right on it. Get off of me. I've been redeemed from the curse. Jesus bore my pain. Devil, take your hands off. We're going to get into it and teach about how examples in the word about how people did and what Jesus did and what people did to take hold of their healing. God wants us to walk in that every day of our lives, no matter how young you are, no matter how old you are. Amen? Okay, I got to stop. I better mark where I am so I can start back. How many got something out of this this morning? Praise God. How many know the healing is part of the children's bread? Amen. You're a child of God. That's what we ought to be partaking of. Amen. Praise God. Thank God. Thank God for the word. As we pray, this is Communion Sunday. We're about to take the elements in a few moments. But before we're entitled to have a covenant walk, we got to do some covenant talk. We got to make and become, if you've never been a part of the family of God, that gives us right position, a right place to receive all the benefits. And we're going to go to scriptures that say it, all the benefits, all the blessings of God are ours. But we got to believe it and receive it. First thing we need to do, and I'm going to ask, I, normally I, I you know, ask us to bow our heads. I'm not going to do that today, but I'm going to ask all of us to pray this prayer because we're about to have communion and we need to do it, do it all together. Those of you at home, too, I want you to pray and repeat this with me because we're going to be doing uh, both at the same time of not only uh, if you have never made Jesus the Lord of your life and become saved, but also if since you got saved, you want to make things right with God. If you got off track. How many sometimes people get off track? Sometimes you get on the wrong road. You, you ever been going somewhere and got on the wrong road? And sometimes you didn't even mean to do it. You just, just wasn't paying attention. That can happen in your spiritual walk too. Sometimes you can do it intentionally. But if you get on the wrong road, irregardless how you get, you, you want to get back on the right road to get to where you need to get. Amen? How many want to get to heaven? How many want to be with Jesus all the life? Amen? But we need to get on the right. Let, let's pray this prayer. I want you to repeat after me. Father God, right now, I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you died for me. You paid the price so that I could have life and life more abundantly. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me of my sins and cleansing me of all unrighteousness. I believe that and I receive that. Lord, I thank you. If I said or did anything, or if I didn't do something that you told me to, since I've been saved, 
ask you to move those things as far as the east is from the west, and they never meet. I thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. I thank you, Lord, for redeeming me. I'm a brand new creation. I'm forgiven. I'm saved. I'm a brand new man and woman right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you were off, you just got back on the right road. If you had missed it, you just, by accepting that free pardon from Jesus, just got, got back where you need to be. Matter of fact, you're in a better position than you've ever been right now. If you're at home or here, go ahead and take your elements. I want to read to you as you gather your crackers and your juice or your wafer or bread or whatever you have. I want to read to you in 1 Corinthians. This is part of our covenant understanding, covenant relationship. It's an ordinance and responsibility. He's told us to do it. And as often we do it, we do it in remembrance of him. But we do it for purpose too. Reminding ourselves of what he did for us, but also thanking him for what he did. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23 says this, For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do it remembrance of me. At the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat the, this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. So let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. I, I used to, before I understood verse 27, I thought, well, if I, if I messed up or sinned, then I couldn't partake of this. That's the time when you need to partake of it. You just need to have given your heart and life over to Christ. We just prayed that prayer. So even if you hadn't before, those of you at home, you did now, so you're in right position to partake of these elements. And then verse 28 says, but let a man examine himself. So let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself. That word damnation actually trans should have been translated by the translator condemnation to himself because God is not the damner. Not discerning the Lord's body. That's the reason when you don't treat your brothers and sisters in the Lord right or we don't honor what these bread and wafers represent, the broken body of Christ or the juice represents the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That's when we do it unrespectively of that. We don't respect it. That's dishonoring, he's saying here. He says, for this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. That word, you see, that, that, that's a way that the enemy can come in and try to put sickness and disease on you. It's when we dishonor the body of Christ. But he said, many have died prematurely. That's that word sleep means people have actually died prematurely because they did that. So it is important for us to understand especially understand that we've been redeemed from that curse. That's what we talked about that a few minutes ago. Then, 
For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. And that's what we do when we read this. That's the reason it's so important for us to preach the word in season and not in season. You know, whether, whether people want to hear it or not, we still got to give them the truth. Now, if you're talking to loved ones and stuff, be led by the Spirit. You know, a lot of times, your loved ones, they'll hear someone else before they hear you. It's just the truth anyhow. But that's where we pray, where we pray. Lord, you send effective labors by their pathway that they will hear. That's your children, your grandchildren, or uh, whoever it is. But be led by the Spirit of God. Amen? He'll prompt you what to say and what not to say. He'll prompt you what time to do it and what time not to. But be open. Amen? Now, as we're about to pray, take the wafer in your hand or the bread, whatever you have, and let's pray. Father God, right now, Lord, we thank you. We read what your word said. 2,000 years ago, Lord Jesus, you went to the cross. But even before you got there, you were beaten and bruised. The word says, and his historians say that you you took 39 stripes for every known disease of that time so that we could be redeemed from it. You were beaten so that the scripture says you would not even be recognized as a human being, but you did that so that we could have health, healing, and wholeness and wellness. Right now, Lord, we believe we receive our healing. We receive it right now. And we thank you that we're healed, whole, and well. And, Lord, we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Go ahead and break and eat. The scripture also says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Jesus was pierced. Water and blood flowed, just as had been prophesied hundreds of years prior to that. His hands and feet were nailed. The spikes were nailed in, and the blood flowed. That's reading the Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there was no remission of sins. But thank God he paid the price. He committed no sin, but he was made to be sin. All sin from the original sin of Adam to the last sin that ever be committed. He paid for it. So that we could have life and life more abundantly. So as we pray, we're reminded that we're the redeemed of the Lord and we're saying so as we pray right now let's just thank you Father we thank you Lord Jesus we thank you that you went to the cross and gave your life they didn't take it you gave your life so that we could have life and life more abundantly so that we could have eternal life Lord we thank you for that Lord, we thank you that we are the redeemed of the Lord because you are our kinsman redeemer. You redeemed that which was lost, and that was us. We thank you that we're saved. We thank you that we're healed. We thank you that we're well. And we call our bodies healed, whole, and well. And, Lord, we thank you that heaven is our own. Lord, we give you all the praise. If you agree with that, just say amen. Go ahead and drink. Praise God.